right, we're back again on this hot as a motherfucker Friday. Hottest day of the year so far. Only gets hotter at night from here on out. June 2nd, market, I think it hit like 92 degrees today. It's fucking hot out there. I took a comp day at work. I got to drive home tomorrow. And I had to get all the shit that I had to get done usually on Saturdays. Got it done today. So woke up early, mowed the lawn, did some yard work, cleaned up a little bit, got some grocery shopping done. Just so I can leave over the weekend and not have to stress about it next week. Because last weekend I went home and didn't do any of it. So I figured I'm going to use this time wisely. And I decided to watch a movie after I was done mowing the lawn and getting everything done. I'm like, what else do I got to do today? Nothing. Let's watch a movie. So it's going to be another movie review day. And... The best part about that is I actually did some notes today. I was watched the movie and I actually took notes. So the movie I decided to watch today was a movie I saw on TikTok a few times. Um, TikTok, the creators on TikTok, they do a good job of sucking you into a movie. And then you go to watch it. Sometimes you go to watch it and it's not as good as it looks on TikTok. You're like, damn, that, they just showed the best part. But the movie we decided to go with today was Only the Brave, the 2017 hit film starring Josh Brolin, who plays Eric Marsh, the superintendent of this fire team. Miles Teller, from everyone knows him from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he was in that party movie. Jeff Bridges, the dude, also in Iron Man 1. Jennifer Connelly, also from Top Gun Maverick. And she's a certified hottie for a 60-year-old, but we can get into that later. And Taylor Kitsch and James Badge Dale, who both pretty much could be the same character. They play the same fucking thing. So, shout out to them. And Andy McDowell, the Christian mom from... Michael with John Travolta who plays an angel so she's in it as well so synopsis of this movie if you haven't seen it yet it's about firefighters not just any firefighters though these are wild firefighters based on the true story of the Granite Mountain Hotshots a group of elite firefighters who risk everything to protect a town from a historic wildfire so storyline in 2007 Prescott Arizona Eric Marsh played by Brolin of the Prescott Fire Department is frustrated fighting forest fires when the type one or hotshot frontline forest fighting crews from afar overrule his operational suggestions to his area's sorrow to change that marsh gets approval from the mayor to attempt to organize an unprecedented certified municipal based hotshot crew for prescott to that end marsh needs new recruits which include the young wastrel brendan mcdonough to undergo the rigorous training and qualification testing for the most dangerous of firefighting duty Brendan McDonough is played by Miles Teller. Along the way, the new team meets the challenge and hailed and the hailed Granite Mountain hotshots are born. In doing so, all the men, especially McDonough, are changed as new experience and maturity is achieved in fire-forged camaraderie. All this is put to the test in 2013 with the notorious Yarn Hell Hill fire that will demand efforts and sacrifices no one can ignore. So right now, it's, to me, it's the out, it's it's backdraft, but just outside. It's just in, it's just in the wilderness instead of the buildings. So we're gonna jump into it. So you met some characters there: Eric Marsh, played by Josh Brolin; Brendan McDonough, who's played by Miles Teller. Those are the two main characters you're gonna be chasing around this whole um, this whole movie. So let's get into it. Let's go and see what we're dealing with here. <laughs> So the movie opens up with what feels like a dream sequence in a forest with a wildfire going. Out of the forest, we see the outline of a bear on fire running towards the camera. 
after the bear runs by it flashes to the house of Eric Marsh, Josh Brolin, who is the superintendent of the local wildfire crew in Prescott, Arizona. He's getting all of his supplies ready after being called to join in on stopping a wildfire near Phoenix, Arizona. Eric's wife, Amanda, played by Jennifer Connelly, is also in the kitchen and reminds him of a fight they had last night and he apologizes before heading out. Tension alert. Eric's crew is a second-level crew, also called deucers, which means they can't go to the front lines of the fire. The crew is shown digging a line and burning up vegetation in an area so that if the fire gets there, it won't have more dry vegetation to fuel the fire further. That's a tongue twister. Fuel the fire further. I think I nailed it the first time. Eric is greeted by a hotshot crew, which he offers some strategy to, and they tell him, do what deucers do do what deucers do best, which is nothing. That tongue twister got me there. So do what deucers do best, which is nothing. The hotshot crew doesn't listen to Eric's advice, and the small town they were trying to protect ends up in flames with everyone flying to escape. So right off the bat, you see the tension and you see what we're about to get into. The next scene call next scene, Eric calls his friend Dwayne, who's played by Jeff Bridges, the dude, who was a former fire chief to help them get certified as a hotshot crew. They're trying to become the first municipal hotshot crew in the, in the US, and most are at a state or federal level. So pretty much municipal towns. That's like if Patchogue, New York, had its own hotshot crew. It just seems like you're putting SEAL Team 6 to be the sheriff in town. It just doesn't make any sense. At this point, we're introduced to Brendan Donut McDonough. Donut's his nickname, who's played by Miles Teller, who is sitting on the couch with his friend smoking pot or what is believed to be methamphetamine or crack or something out of a glass pipe. While he's high, he gets a text that a girl he used to date is pregnant. Brendan goes to the restaurant where she works and tells him that it is his baby. He appears still high and says he wants to help out, and she says she doesn't want him to be a part of their lives. After finishing talking to her, Brendan sees a car stereo in a Jeep and tries to steal it. The cops are right across the street and arrest him. He gets bailed out by his mother, who, who when they get home, tells him she doesn't want him in the house anymore. Brendan's a fucking loser off the rip. I got a note on this part, but we're going to get through the synopsis and we'll get back to it. Brendan goes to the wildfire crew house to resume with his resume to apply. One of the guys there knows him from EMT class and knows he's a screw up. So he tells Brendan to go away. But Eric, the superintendent, Josh Brolin, asked him to come into the office to apply anyways. Brendan tells him that he has a record and that now he's been clean off drugs for the last three months. Eric tells him they're going to take a run in a few minutes and he should see if he can keep up. The crew starts running up a mountain and Brendan is trailing behind him. At the top of the mountain, Eric gives an impassioned speech telling the new applicants that what they're getting into. Meanwhile, Brendan hasn't cleared, hasn't made it up the mountain. Meanwhile, Brendan still hasn't made it up the mountain. That's a weird sentence. Back at the station, Eric asks another firefighter if Brendan is dead on the hill somewhere, but Brendan finally comes out of the woods, dead tired, and shows proof that he made it to the top of the mountain, and they hire him right there. Dwayne gets Eric and the crew an audition to become a hotshot crew while they're out fighting a fire. Eric decides to stop a fire at the auditor questions. They get into an argument. This is all with a fire going around, by the way. This is with like a live fire. They get into an argument and Eric sticks to his guns and says it works. His plan works. But he's worried that he upset the auditor and might not pass their audition. But Dwayne informs them the next day that they did pass and they all celebrate and they can call themselves the Granite Mountain Hotshots. Shout out to them. 
Next, there's a series of fighting fire scenes mixed in with Brendan taking groceries over to his baby's house. After a few times dropping the groceries, she lets him in, sees the baby. They apologize for being a dirtbag. All is well in the world. The life, his life is turning around because of this fire crew. While the boys are out fighting a fire, Eric's wife, Amanda, is driving late at night, gets into a car wreck, and drives off the side of the road. The next morning, Eric gets home, sees the truck, and Amanda giving a horse care lesson to some clients. So Jennifer Connolly, Amanda, she's like a horse whisperer or some shit. She like rehabilitates horse, horses, horse eye, and they have a big communication problem. So after the clients leave, Eric gets upset at her and yells at her and she yells back saying he's not around enough. She says she wants to start a family and he said that their deal was no kids. During this conversation, we find out that Eric and Amanda are both both recovering addicts and we realize that's why he hired Eric, Miles Teller, to take Take a chance on Brendan. Or that's why Eric Josh Brolin hired Brendan Miles Teller and took a chance on him because they're both addicts. The hot shots continue to stop fires and Brendan's becoming more involved with his daughter and decides to ask Eric one night at the bar if he wouldn't mind giving him a recommendation so Brendan can work as a structure firefighter and be home more. Eric yells at him, reminds him nobody would give him a chance the same way he did. They argue and Eric leaves mad. On the drive home, Eric is fighting with Amanda who tells him he's being mean to Brendan because of his house issues. This sounds boring because it's really boring. All right, now. Eric gets mad and he gets out of the car, walks the rest of the way from Amanda who screams at him. She's losing him to the fires and that she wants to start a family with him, but he's obsessed with his work. She actually says the line, it's me or the fires, and he just stares at her and walks away. It's fucking cheesy. Eric goes to Dwayne's house and tells him he's in a bad spot with Amanda. Eric returns home and tells Amanda, I'm yours and that he's going to be home more. So it got to this point in the movie and I'm like, well... This is his last fire. And the next morning, they're called to the wildfire in Yarnell, the big buildup. Eric tells his assistant on the phone that he's going to quit being superintendent so he can be home more and start a family. As the crew arrives at the Yarnell fire, they realize it's bigger than they thought. They go to the far side of the fire and start to do a burn, and the water plane drops water on their burn, screwing up their tactics. As the fire grows, Brendan is sent down by Eric to weather to be their weather watch out. So... It's a lot going on with fires, right? They don't do a good job explaining what outdoor firefighters do, wild firefighters do, hot shots do. So the idea of what they do is they jump out ahead of the fire, right? And they do a controlled burn of where the fire is headed. So they're standing in front of it and the fire is well in advance of them, but they burn everything in its path. So when it hits that area, there's nothing left to burn and it can't spread any farther. That's basically all it is. So that's why they land and they pull up and they're not just spraying it with water because there's no water in the forest that they can just spray. So they have to do a controlled burn. So what that plane did was put out their controlled burn fire, which means that there's nothing stopping the fire from coming towards them now because there's still vegetation, there's still there's still fuel for the fire. So that happens and you're like, that hasn't happened yet. And you can see Josh Brolin a little panicky, like, ah, oh, shit, like that's not supposed to happen. And now we have to move. He's kind of, you could tell like the, the panic level went up a little bit, but he's like the... You know, he's like the calm, cool one. So he's like trying not to show the guys he's panicked, but like he knows like this isn't a good situation now. So they have to start digging another hole. The rest of the team starts to dig another line while Brendan warns them that the fire is moving fast towards them. Brendan has to get away from his spot and is helped out by one of the other teams who drive out and find him in the middle of a fire. Eric and his team walk around the back of the mountain. Brendan gets back to camp safely and can hear the hotshots crew on the radio talk about how they're trying to get back. But the fire catches up to them too fast and they're stuck in its path. The guys all begin to burn a circle to try to create the area with no brush around them. So when the fire comes, it won't 
pick up at, when it gets to them. So yeah, that's pretty much what they're doing at this point. And they've been practiced. They practiced this a few times in the movie where they practice doing a uh, a bailout burn or something they call it, where like they they have to dig quick and do something like burn all the stuff around them quick. So if a fire does come, it doesn't burn directly over them. But the fire comes a little too fast. The guys all begin a circle and they try to create an area with no brush around them. So when the fire comes, we won't pick up and get them. They all deploy their safety covers and all lay down as the fire gets ready to sweep over them. As they're under their covers, Eric remembers the bear on fire running towards him. The fire sweeps over them. Brendan is listening on the radio and finds out that all 19 of his crew members are burned to death. They pan back to Eric's house where Amanda is in a barn. She begins to scream after hearing the news. She and all the other wives and families gather at a junior high school cafeteria waiting to get the official news about the guys. They are told there's one survivor, but they don't know who yet. Brendan walks in the gym. When the wives see him, they all start crying because they know that all their other husbands are dead since he's the lone, he's the only survivor. Brendan walks out and Amanda chases him and tells him he's she's happy he survived and she shouldn't feel guilty. The ending credits start to roll and it shows all pictures of the real 19 people who died and we're told that this was the single loss, the largest single loss of firefighters in the U.S. US since 9-11. I read that in about 16 minutes, 15 minutes. The movie's two hours long, so it drags on. Little fun facts here. So Jennifer Connelly spent time with the real-life Amanda Marsh in preparation for her role. A goof, when Amanda leaves Dwayne's house in her truck, one of the crew members' feet can be seen reflected in the truck's chromed front bumper. So I would say, I'm not going to give it a rating yet. I'm going to go over my notes. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, my first note is... For a movie about fires, there's not a lot of fires going on, and the scenes they do have with fires are extremely short. So it's a lot of people talking about fires. There's a lot of preparation for fires. There's a lot of bromancing going on, because that's what firefighters do. But they don't really show fires. It's They do show fires. It's not like there's zero, but you would think for a movie about fires, there'd be a significant amount of fires they show. It's really not. There's probably four scenes with fires, and the last one where they all die takes up about 75% of all the fires they show. So that was my first note. Second note, Miles Teller as a drug addict would actually make a good movie. So in the beginning when he's a drug addict and he's kind of shot, it's actually pretty believable. Like he does like the whole doesn't stare at you in the eyes thing. Like he's looks pale and like weak and shit. I'm like, he would actually play a good movie character that's addicted to drugs. Taylor Kitsch is not a good actor. This is my third note. Taylor Kitsch is not a good actor, although he was good in Waco. It just seems like he's an old high school quarterback character who doesn't have much range beyond that. So it's Taylor Kitsch being Taylor Kitsch um, in every movie I think I've ever seen him in. It's just the same, like, he's just a handsome dude that's kind of goofy and masculine. There's not a lot going on there, but he gets a lot of screen time and he's Miles Teller's like best friend in this. So he's there a lot. They like live together after he does. After Miles Teller like isn't accepted because in the beginning, like I said, they like fucked with him and they told him that there's no slots available. That was Taylor Kitsch doing that. So also a weird plot point is that Miles Teller got bit by a snake. And that's probably the most action that happened in the movie up until the last fire. It was a very slow movie. And like I said, there's not a lot of fires going on. It's a lot about just them talking about fires and prepping for a big fire. 
which obviously happens at the end. But he gets bit by a rattlesnake and it doesn't really do anything to the story at all. And I, the only reason they did it, I feel like, is because that's why he got sent, Miles Teller got sent to be the Weather Watch, which doesn't make any sense anyway, because if he's the he's all the way doing recon towards the fire, he's got to run out of the goddamn fire. So like, why are they sending somebody with an injured leg out ahead and he has to run fast? So like, that's where they tie it in. Like, hey, is your leg okay? He's like, yeah, he's like, all right, now go be the Weather Watch. If his leg was still hurt, why is he in the fire anyway? Why is he fighting fires? They should just be like, no, you're not good enough yet. So that's the only reason I can see them doing it. Other than that, it doesn't really serve a purpose, but it eats up about 25 minutes of the movie. And then I wrote again, there are legit no fires in this movie. Backdraft, which is a fucking sweet movie. It scared the shit out of me as a kid. Backdraft was a fire movie. That movie had fires. That's all. That's legit what I wrote down. Yeah, it just didn't have fires. Backdraft, you go see that. That movie scared the shit out of me. That was like the fire had like its own, <laughs> its own like mind in those. It scared the hell out of me. And then Jeff Bridges is in it. He's sort of the godfather of firefighting in this and josh brolin is like the apprentice so the way i compared it is if this were star wars jeff bridges is emperor palpatine and josh brolin is vader these guys like they they show a lot of scenes of them like looking at the mountains from a hundred miles away and being like it's gonna be a bad season and you're like how the fuck do they even know that you know like it's like what are you doing and like they say like these weird metaphors or like they these weird little sayings about fire it's like oh the fire you don't know the fire the fire knows you it's like and they spend a lot of the movie doing stuff like that um and this is also a weird plot point it's implied but not really said but i'm pretty sure jeff bridges is banging jennifer connelly in this movie and jennifer connelly's married to josh brolin in the movie but there's been there was like three times where jeff bridges is being like a little over like he invites her to sleep over the one night that she gets into the accident oh you should sleep here you know since you're tired and she's like no i have to drive back and he's like are you sure and she like giggles and it's like have they done this before like is this like a normal thing to just sleep over or like are they sleeping over because they're fucking and there's another scene in a bar that when uh Miles Teller and Josh Brolin are out there yelling at each other about he wants to switch positions and all this stuff. Bridges comes up and notices that Brolin's outside and starts dancing with her. And it's not like, I mean, I guess it's like a honky tonk kind of bar, but they weren't dancing like it was that. It was it was like hand a little lower than it should be on her back type of thing. And he was all like, they were all like chummy and weird. Um, what else we got? And then, like I said, Brolin and Jennifer Connelly get into that argument on the way home and she legit says it's me or the fire and Brolin chooses the fire and then the next day comes back and it's like it's you baby it's always been you and it's like I even have that fucking scene then it doesn't make any sense it doesn't tie anything could have shortened this movie down to less than two and a half hours and then so they practice this thermal blanket move where if the fires if you're getting overrun by the fire you you put this thermal blanket over your head and you seal yourself into it and you lay on your stomach and it's supposed to protect you from the fire they do it like six times where they practice it they never show you doing it in real life and i have a theory that the shit doesn't work it's just something they say works because it didn't work for any one of them you would have thought like one of them would have been like safe from this happening but nope no one survived after doing this whole thing and having the thermal and they did it they executed it perfectly it didn't it wasn't like it didn't work they all got under this thing the fire came and it went over them and Josh Brolin said he's done it before and it works, but they never show it working. They never tell you it works. They all die. 
and you're like, this is what they were training for almost all the time because you just yell out like bail out, bail out. And they'd have like 30 seconds to do it. So like they practice this a million times, they practice it and then it just doesn't work. And it's like, does it, is it one of these things like that just never works? And they just telling you it's going to work, even though they know you're fucked. They're just trying to give you a little hope. So that didn't sit. I was like, why, why even have the thermal blankets then? I know they don't weigh that much, but like why even carry them if the shit ain't going to work anyway? But other than that, I mean, it was a decent movie. Uh, it's definitely, I didn't, it didn't get to the ch- tearjerker level I was expecting it to get to when you see like 19 people die. Um, they didn't really do a good job of the, they tried doing the camaraderie thing where like you get to know each other and like they're like bros and like, you know, they're taking care of each other's kids and stuff, but it was poorly executed. It was mostly just Taylor Kitsch and Miles Teller taking care of her baby together one scene and then they're all going out drinking, but Miles Teller can't drink and Brolin can't drink because they're addicts. So like nothing really wild happens with them. Like they don't, you know, they just kind of stand up guys. So like they don't really do anything too wild together. So at the end, you're like, oh, they all died, but they all died. Like there wasn't, there was no connection there. You didn't feel like you were one of the guys, which some of these movies make you feel like you're involved in the team. Like, oh, I'm part of this team. Like you get invested into it. Kind of lost me there. Um, Jennifer Connelly just played the nagging wife when she said like six times during the movie, she's not the nagging wife and she knows what she's lined up for. But they continued to be the nagging wife the entire time. And then Jeff Bridges, again, Emperor Palpatine, just for some reason called all the shots even though he was a retired fire chief but everyone listened to him or brolin listened to him like it was gospel and it, they had a i'm telling you they had an they had a palpatine vader relationship it was kind of wild so it didn't really do a good job with the characters and making you get attached to him uh definitely could have been a little more connection i would say but so at that i would say gotta give it a six just because it it, it was a good movie but who eh, it's it just wasn't didn't really stick out to me too much so give it to loser game game show host and uh just get better next time but that's gonna wrap it up for this movie review it's on amazon or i ordered it on amazon prime i don't think it's streaming anywhere if you don't have the just watch app highly recommend downloading it um you put in all the streaming services you have you type in the movie it'll tell you where it is if it's streaming on your device if it's you can rent it if you can buy it where it's playing in what movie theater it gives you all in one shot so it's very simple um but yeah it was all right. Wouldn't recommend it. It's not even like one of those things you could just watch because it's on. Like eh, it is what it is. But uh, that's gonna wrap it up. I uh, hope everyone is gonna have a good weekend. Heat lost last night, of course, because they they're not that good compared to compared to the Nuggets. But looks like it's gonna be heat in five. And um, yeah, we'll see you on the other side of of tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>